0: welcome to the healthy life podcast that doesn't hold back we discuss all subjects from wellness healthy eating and fitness welcome to healthy life so it's
1: anna today who's joining us from one of the many vaccination clinics uh, for covid uh, joining us on this podcast so anna thank you very much indeed for spending some spare time with us today here
0: pleasure nice to be with you
1: Indeed. So obviously Bev's here as well. So there's lots of questions that we can ask you today uh, to do with a vaccination clinic. First of all, how did you get involved in it?
0: So I used to work for the NHS and um, I left last year when my service was privatised. So when the vaccinations were approved and I read that they would be looking to recruit staff, ex-staff or new staff to help out with the rollout, I thought actually that would be something I'd really like to do. So I rejoined the NHS specifically for this.
1: It's a fantastic job that you're doing, as well as the many other people across the region and across the world that are doing to um, alleviate COVID. So how did you kind of first initially get involved with it? Because you must have had, surely done some training for it.
0: Yeah, so I mean, because I was um, NHS staff before, I had done a lot of the training previously. So I just did refresher training, which was online. And um, the government actually made it easier for ex-staff and potential staff to rejoin. They took some of the red tape away, which really, really helped. So instead of 50 online learning modules, um, it was reduced to, you know, a handful, um, which only took a few hours uh, for me because I'd already done it fairly recently. Um, And then I'm not an actual vaccinator. I do vaccination support. So um, I haven't um, completed my training yet to vaccinate, but that might be something I'll look to do in the next few months if it's needed.
1: So you're working in two clinics, I understand. And how many people are actually working in these clinics?
0: It's an amazing team of, well, probably up to hundreds of staff who take part. So um, I work with doctors who are either GPs or they work in hospitals and they um, work at the clinic on days off and things like that. I work with lots of nurses, healthcare staff, um, health visitors, breastfeeding counsellors. It's a really wide range of people and um, lots of recently retired um, NHS staff, dentists and lots of volunteers as well. So there's a huge number of people involved. And as you can imagine, it's sort of Um, people booking on their shifts uh, around their other work availabilities, so it's a really nice mix of people that we get to to work with.
1: So is it a 24-hour operation or is it kind of 12 hours how long are you working per day on this?
0: So at the moment, they're around 12 hours per day, both of the clinics that I work in, and they're um, seven days a week. So usually our first patients come in just before 8 a.m. and our last patients are just before 8 p.m. at night.
1: Incredible, you know, people coming through there. How many roughly do you think you're seeing a day then?
0: Um, my, one of my clinics, uh, we usually vaccinate just over a thousand people a day. That's a slightly bigger one. So, um, lots of people coming through and having their vaccinations, which is really positive. And every jab that goes in every arm is just, I just think it's an amazing achievement. We've come so far in such a short time and it is a shame that people are having to come and have it done. You know, nobody thinks that anything other than that, but it's just such a wonderful way of starting almost the beginning of the end, or what I hope is as well, giving people some hope for things improving in the future.
2: It's a wonderful thing. Like you said, it's absolutely wonderful. Can you just talk us through the process? Because there are probably be a lot of people with all sorts of questions. So um, they get a letter. Do they get a letter, for instance? That's the first question. How do they yeah. know when it's
0: their turn? <laughs> it does vary. Um, when we were, started vaccinating some of the older patients, um, they were getting letters. Um, as we move through the group, some um, surgeries are texting people Um So you might get a letter, you might receive a text, uh, you might even get a phone call from your surgery. Um, Some surgeries are trying all three methods to make sure that they get in touch with people. But I would say if you are in um, the groups which are currently being vaccinated, which is widely reported in the news, um, and you haven't heard, then um, the NHS are keen for you to get in touch.
2: Okay, so you arrive at your allotted time on your allotted day, walk through the door and then what?
0: It's um, lots of people aren't sure what to expect. So um, what you'll do is you'll be given the address and your time. Uh, I'd recommend you come just a few minutes early, not too early because you'll be, you know, seeing the other patients coming out, but a little bit early is great. Um, My vaccination centres you drive through and um, the lovely volunteer stewards will wave you in the car park where to go. And in our one, you wait in the car And um, again, the stewards will come and knock on the window when it's your turn to come through so you can socially distance and keep away from other people. Um, You'll come through into the main hall. You'll be met by one of our lovely reception team and some of our staff will be showing you where to go. And then you'll be... um, sat down on a little chair, um, socially distanced away from other people. And we sort of go up and down the lines and vaccinate people and answer any questions from there. And it's quite a quick process. Um, Most people are in and out, you know, in quite a short amount of time. Um, You just are asked to stay for up to 15 minutes after, depending on which vaccination you've had, just where you are, just to make sure you have no adverse reactions. But the whole thing should be reasonably quick and smooth.
2: Okay, what sort of questions do you get? You mentioned questions, so what would they be?
0: Lots of questions. I think people um, read a lot about the vaccinations in the news. Um, People are usually very knowledgeable about um, the vaccinations that they might be having. Um, Unfortunately, we can't offer a choice on the day. It really does depend on stock. So, you know, one day we'd be offering the Pfizer vaccination, another day we'd be doing Oxford AstraZeneca. Um, So, often. On the day when you arrive and you're told what vaccination it is today, uh, there are questions about that. So people just want to know really um, whether it's safe for them to have. If they've got specific ailments, um, they might have medical questions they would like answered, or just um, you know anxieties or worries that they'd like to be reassured by. And we can do that. We have a lovely team of very experienced nurses, senior doctors, and we always have a clinical lead um, on hand to help with anything that you know, they might want to be asking. Um, lots of people ask how long the antibodies might take and what levels of protection they can expect. Those are slightly trickier questions. Um, the clinical trials um, are slightly different to real life and the data seems to change quite regularly. But um, we can say with a degree of confidence that the vaccines are safe and they are effective. So um, I often echo Jonathan Van Tam's comments on that and I say... Um, the best vaccination for you is the one that you can receive the soonest. So what we don't want is people coming, having in their head that they really want one or the other. And then when they arrive, you know, it's not in stock. Um, It's, I would say best to go for it on the day, ask questions, of course, make sure that you're happy. But um, delaying with the hope of um, receiving another vaccine isn't something that we would ideally want people to do. It's just best to go for it, have a slightly open mind and just be reassured that um, vaccines approved for use in the UK are safe and effective.
2: I, it's interesting what you said earlier on that um, Jonathan Van Tam, a very wise man, I have to say, and people having an open mind about the whole thing, isn't it? Because a lot of people have preconceived ideas about what they think they um, want for varying reasons Absolutely. and how, how far we have come because we got the first lockdown um, mid-March last year and here we are. Um, Able to have vaccination clinics to ideally eradicate this illness or at least get it under control. So, um, I mean, there's so many questions, aren't there? Like, um, can you have it if you're planning for a baby?
0: All sorts of questions like that. And we are happy to answer anything like that. And um, in my experience, I haven't really had anybody who has come in worried that they can't have one jab and they've been turned away for medical reasons um, it's it's very safe it's very effective and people will have individual questions mm. if you can't ask your GP in advance and please do just come along to your appointment because we can talk it through with you then what we don't want is people worrying about it and not turning up because they're concerned about something you know we we've got so many staff there we're really really happy to talk through any questions that you have Yeah, I think that
2: that is a, that's really, it sounds like it's a really supportive, knowledgeable, professional environment. So people can come along at their time and have their worries allayed, can't they? And their concerns sorted out, which is a a fantastic thing.
0: Yes, I always say we're not just going to suddenly get you in and give you the injection and that's it or you're out. Um, There's lots of time to talk through and I like to ask lots of questions. I have lots of questions I need to fill out before we go through to the vaccination point. So, um, What kind of questions do you have to ask then to fill in the form? I mean, my main job um, as vaccination support, I'm supporting the person who's um, drawing up vaccinations, but I'm also supporting the patients. So I, I have to check that I've got who I'm expecting on there. Um, it's my job to record it on their medical records, exactly which jab they've had, what time, you know, in which arm. Um, that's important. And the batch numbers that we're using on the day. Um but also I have to record, um, we ask things like if people are on anticoagulant medications, um, if they've had a coronavirus infection in the last 28 days or a flu jab, uh, there are lots of screening questions that we have to go through. And um, ordinarily, they're absolutely nothing to worry about. So if people do answer yes to any of those, um, usually it's absolutely fine to go ahead. Um, but we can always check with the clinical leads if people are unsure. But yeah, it's, it's amazing how... Some people do come in and they're worried about something that they've read online or their neighbours told them that they can't have it because of this or they should only have this one. Um, Generally, it's um, very, very safe for most people to have either jab.
1: Now, when you when you do come in, first of all, I noticed this when I was uh, with my mum, when she had her jab, for instance, they asked her name, address, et cetera, like that. But they were also after like an NHS number as well. What if you can't find that? That number that you're looking
0: for that's a good question some people are worried that they don't have their nhs number um in the clinics where i work it's absolutely not a problem you know we can find you with your address and your date of birth and your name so it's not something that um, people need to worry about when they come to us i think if you're going to a different clinic and you're and you do need to bring other information uh you should be told beforehand um the one thing that I do recommend people do is to, if you're not sure what medications you're on, if you can bring a list, that's really, really helpful. Some people say, oh, I'm taking this, but I can't remember what it's called. That's slightly more tricky. We can usually get to the bottom of it, so it's fine, but it just speeds up the process. And also try and wear a short sleeve is really helpful. I feel so sorry for people in the freezing cold when they have to take, um, you know, the sleeve right down and sh- shirts off and things. Um Ideally, wear a darker colour just in case there's a tiny bit of bleeding, which is not, not often, um, and something easily accessible. That's that's really useful. It's yeah, all about the, layers.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yes, the, <laughs> the question that they ask my mum is, what hand, hand do you actually write with? And then they put it in the opposite arm. Was that right?
0: Yes, yeah. We usually recommend the um, uh, the, the lesser arm that you would use less frequently, the non-dominant arm. So what kind of... Um, As uh, reactions can you have? So um, I have yet to see people with um, severe instant reactions Um, in extremely rare cases. Some people have had um, trouble breathing if they've had a series of um, a previous history of anaphylaxis. Um, But we have all the kit there and all the doctors around, you know, if that's needed, Not that I've ever seen that. So I would say that's extremely rare. Um, We do talk about side effects of people. So you get that feeling, it's like aching your arm maybe afterwards. Um, Some people report headaches, feeling a bit mildly fluey, but no temperature. Um, That's all pretty normal. Um, We'll talk you through it there at the time. It's really just a case of... um, it might happen to you or you might have absolutely no symptoms. I had my vaccination and I had absolutely nothing. So it varies person to person, but we'll talk you through what to look out for. And if anything goes on for longer than four days or things get a bit worse, we'll tell you what to do in that situation.
2: OK, well, that's that's very clear, isn't it? I mean, some people um, have allergies to nuts or eggs or other medicines. Mm. Uh, how, how does that impact on them?
0: Um, again, we'd go through this in the screening question. So we would ask you about allergies or any reactions that you've had before. Um, I mean, those are reasonably common allergies. And I haven't had a patient yet who can't have the vaccination due to allergies. Um, but we do have a list of the ingredients that go into the vaccination. So we can always check that through with you. And I always refer to my clinical lead just to double, double check. Um, but it hasn't been a problem for the people that I've seen so far.
2: It get back it gets back to what you said earlier on. There's a really big, diverse, professional set of people there. So it mm-hmm. sounds like you've got it all um, all covered basically. So yeah, I you hope can so. sort people
0: out. Yeah, I, I do worry that I've read things online where people have said, Oh, you know, I don't want to go for my vaccination because I've got an allergy to penicillin. I mean, that's not a problem we have lots of people having the vaccinations and they've got allergies to penicillin um I wouldn't always believe what you might read online or what people might worry about and tell you just come along and we'll talk it through we're not scary we're actually really nice and um no I I think you've allayed a lot of
2: people's fears there because that is one of the things isn't it I read in the press last week about the penicillin thing you know and you can there's always well I don't want to call it fake news but things that aren't right and they've been put out there for whatever the reason is so even if you end up not being able to have the vaccine which you're saying is completely rare you can talk it through with people like you or clinical leads or whoever absolutely. to get the facts it's the right story that, of the right facts the yes. right now which is I'd really say, good
0: absolutely and I, I would say that um Try not to listen to lots of other rumours and things that you might hear. Come to the vaccination clinic when it's your chance. And those are the experts. I mean, the doctors that I deal with are doing this all day, every day. You know, they, they are the experts that you need to speak to beforehand and that they're right there for you. So definitely take the opportunity.
1: To do with the follow up then, um, obviously people are still waiting for some of these follow-ups. Um, you know, uh, they initially said three to four weeks, but obviously because there's so many people that you're having to deal with, that is kind of extended to say now like 10 to 12 weeks, isn't it, down the line?
0: Yes, that's right. I mean, the current recommendation is 11 weeks. So we are giving out next appointments for 11 weeks time. Um, I, I do feel for patients because... Every day in the news, there seems to be new evidence coming out or headlines saying, oh, it's better to wait, or it's not better to wait, or you should do this, or you should do that. And it is a little confusing for people, and it can be a bit um, intimidating for them if they're coming for their appointment that day and they've read something in the paper. Um, But again, we're being led by um, the government and the scientists on the best route, and um, that is the current scenario. But I do always say to people when we give out the next appointments, look, come you know, please keep an eye on the post or you might get a text. It may well change. But that, at the moment, that's what's happening. So, so can I just ask
2: on that one very briefly? Um, people arrive for their first vaccination. They have it. You don't actually give them their second appointment date. That will still arrive the same way as the first one did.
0: It may vary with different clinics. Um, where I work, we do give them an, a date for the next appointment and it will be exactly 11 weeks from that day. Um but I just sometimes just feel it's quite good to expect the unexpected. The government might change things between then and now, but that's what we anticipate will happen. People will turn up as expected 11 weeks later, get their second vaccination.
2: I know other clinics do it different ways. They do it post phone call
1: or letter. Or yes. Yeah, so
0: um, my parents, for example, they went for their first vaccination. They haven't had their date yet, but they were told that, you know, within 11 weeks you will receive an appointment. So, um, I would say if you haven't, then maybe phone up your GP reception and just ask um, and just to just to make sure that you haven't missed something or something's got lost in the post. But um, I quite like the system where we work, where we give out the appointments automatically because it's just nice to know really that you've got it in the pipeline and it is all booked. And um, I'm sure 11 weeks will Hopefully quite quickly,
1: (laughs) yes. So how will that vary from the first jab that you have? Will there be any different routine taken, do you know?
0: When you come for your second appointment?
1: Yeah.
0: um, It'll be the same process. So we have had people already who've um, come for their second appointment um, because – the vaccination program started so early, so their eleven weeks have come up and they've come through, and it's the same process. So you just would know where to go next time, really, and you'd know what to expect. We'd ask you similar questions. We'd just make sure that you didn't have any adverse reaction to first a vaccination, and then you'd have your your second.
2: So that leads us sort of directly on to: Does it matter if you mix up the the um, vaccination companies?
0: Um, the Current recommendation is that we would give people the same vaccination as they had initially. Um, so that's currently what's happening. Um, I know there are trials going on, though, as to um, whether it's more uh, effective to give a booster jab of a different brand. So that's currently happening. So again I'll I'll just wait to hear um, what the results of that are. It may change between now and 12 weeks time, um, but currently we will give people the same vaccination.
2: Okay. I want just just on an aside to that and just sort of personally speaking, when you have the flu jab, Uh, does you that changes doesn't it so there would be probably well I don't know here we go completely naive here it probably won't matter down the line because everything is so new and so changeable you kind of have to stick to the traditional way don't you?
0: Yes I mean the flu jab um, is a different it changes every year so every year you would have slightly different vaccination um, and we sort of wait to hear really on COVID. So whether they will choose to do um, annual vaccinations for vulnerable people and whether they will be tweaked for different strains. Um, Again, that's research that's ongoing. So uh, watch the space. It'd be interesting to chat again in a year and see how it's changed and to what. Yeah, exactly,
2: um, isn't it? I just think it's about Trusting the process, trusting the science is what Jonathan Van Tam and the others have been saying constantly, you know, do it. And, you know, and he going back to him briefly, he was saying, when it's time to have it, my mother will be in the queue. And (laughs) he said that. Let's do it. And I think that's it. We have to trust the science, don't we, and be where we are right now and not worry about the future. Just this is this is the safest way to do stuff right now.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I mean, I have no doubt in the safety of these vaccines. I happily have mine. You know, I, fortunately, as a frontline staff member now, um, I was offered it and I took it with. I was so pleased. <laughs> it was my favourite day, really, when I was had the opportunity to have that vaccination. Um and parents and family I wouldn't hesitate to recommend you know as soon as you get that appointment through please take it because it is amazing and hopefully you know this will be the start of a new era for us in this country.
2: I can see you smiling away like crazy but what about the people who walk through the door is it kind of like a how do they feel are they can you see it in their eyes because obviously they're wearing masks and things but what's their reaction?
0: It's funny because I'm Used to being in that scenario now with lots of people, you know, it is busy. Um, and I can see some people are a bit thrown by it when they first come because, um, you know, some people say to me, I, I love hearing people's stories, and they say, you know, I haven't left the house for months and months, I haven't seen anyone. And all of a sudden they're in this vaccination centre with people not everywhere, but lots of people. And it is a bit strange at first, but, um, again, that's part of my job, really. I would want to put people at ease and just make them feel that, you know, that they're important and just them being there is such a, a huge step. And it's just fantastic. Every single person that gets these vaccinations, I just think it's wonderful. Um, so, you know, we, we really tried to make it nice for people, um, lots of people are very happy to be there, which is really nice. And we have quite a good laugh and a joke together. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. It's a real place of hope. I think every time those little bottles come out with the the fauna in, I just think, you know, that is hope in a bottle right there. You know, it's, we're seeing change and it's very exciting, but I do understand people are nervous or they might be nervous. Some people might be needle phobic, but we're used to that. We'll put you at ease and, um, Everybody, I would say, ninety-nine percent of people say, "Oh, was that it?" You know, really. Yeah, and people leave with, with a spring in
2: their spe- step. Step. they people leave with a spring in their step?
0: They do. It's really nice. We sadly don't have stickers at the moment. We've run out, but um, I always want Aww. to see people skipping I out the door wait. with their sticker. <laughs> oh, really? You get? They get? Do they get a little certificate as well, or a little? Uh, you get a little card, yeah, with. um uh your you know which vaccination you had and the date and on the cards that we give out it has your next appointment on as well so it's um something to look forward to does
2: everybody get a little um booklet with what they've had and when and what date
0: yeah everybody should receive a a card um with the vaccination card with what they've had um and probably a leaflet as well about the program and what to expect yes
1: Obviously, we don't know how long this vaccination will last. Um, You know, will we have to come back in a couple of years' time, for instance? Uh, No one knows that answer, do they yet?
0: No one knows. It's the great unknown. Um, Yes, we'll just wait to hear, really. It just depends how successful it is, um, what happens in the country with the rates. And um, lasting immunity is there's a question mark over that but the um companies that manufacture the vaccines seem very confident that they can tweak it for new strains and you know it may well be something that is needed for some people every year like the flu jab um yeah we'll just wait and see really it's nice to think that if that is required we've got the setup ready to go and you know we can do it
1: and we all know what to expect
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it may become a routine, run of the mill thing. And, you know, maybe I'll be in that vaccination centre for years to come. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Before we go today, Anna, remind us of what people need to bring with them when they come to see you and the other clinics around the country.
0: Um. Bring your letter with you if you have one uh, or your mobile phone with your text on just in case um, reception have trouble finding you. Um, Bring a list of your medications if you're not aware of what you're on. Um, Wear layers, something nice and easy to get up uh, to get to your arm. Um, And I'd say try not to um, come in a rush or be dashing off for something else because um, if you have the Pfizer vaccination, you will be asked to wait for 15 minutes afterwards where you are just to make sure you're um, well enough to go home. Um, if you have the Oxford jab, we do recommend that you don't drive for fifteen minutes. So always expect that there will be that slight delay after vaccination. You, there may be a little bit of a queue to go in. So just leave plenty of time, come in good time, and um, come with an open mind. I'd say you might not. Well, you unfortunately, probably won't get the choice um, of which one you have. It just depends on our supplies. So um, yes, I'd say bring your bring your open mind, bring your questions.
1: Excellent. I think it's been lovely to have you here and uh, uh, bring the important words. Thank you.
0: No, it's a pleasure. And um, um, hopefully you see some of your listeners at the centre soon.
1: Excellent. Anna, thank you very much indeed.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening. And if you'd like to join the Healthy Life family, please subscribe and like our podcasts. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Podbean. And remember to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.